Hi, welcome to Going Gray in Tinseltown. I'm your host, Mandy May Cheatham, aka Manda Murhead. Today is July the 4th. Happy United States of America Day to everyone. Uh, I live in Los Angeles, as many of you know, and we had an earthquake this morning. So please consider this my last will and testament. This interview today features Katie. Emery from Katie Goes Platinum, the famous gray-haired blog. She calls herself a gray hair advocate, which I fully believe because she just does a lot for the community. She's maintained a blog and educates us on what kind of products we should be using and is just a phenom. Katie recently worked with me and Karen and Marina of Silver Sisters 2020 on a photo shoot that we did last weekend, June 30th, in order to create some photos for the Silver Sisters website. Katie was absolutely instrumental in helping with that photo shoot, and she brought us an incredible sponsor in BTW Co., which is, by the way, you look fabulous. So check them out on Instagram at BTW Co., They make this awesome uh, purple shampoo and conditioner and an amazing leave-in conditioner treatment that I can't wait to try as well. And also Die Free to Be Me was another great sponsor that we had. She makes these super cute t-shirts about transitioning hair and grain and slaying. I think you'll really dig those as well. So check her out on Instagram. I think it's D-Y-E-F-R-E-E, the number two, the letter B, and then me die for you to be me. As always, please, please let me know what you think of this podcast by visiting me on Instagram at Manda Murhead, M-A-N-D-A-M-U-R-H-E-A-D. I would really love to hear what you're enjoying most, what you want to hear on future episodes. I'm gearing up to take a little bit of a break probably in August, but I still have five or six episodes to go up. So don't worry, you're going to get your fix And I would love to hear stories about how you're dealing with your own transitions. And one more shout out to Grombre, everyone's favorite Instagram account, who let me do a takeover of their account for our photo shoot. So check them out at at Grombre on Instagram. Here we go. Hi, Katie. Well, hello. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. (laughs) Welcome to my closet. (laughs) Thank you. I like your closet. I could hang out here. My closet would not fit two people on it. Oh, well, that's... That's closet privilege, is what you, that you is. You definitely have privilege. I think you could get four people in here, maybe six. Yeah, that would be really smelly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, where are all my drinks going to go? I think that's the most important question. I don't drink anymore, but this is like, oh yeah, I am an alcoholic. <laughs> when I'm holding like six different drinks. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you are. I didn't go to AA or anything, but both my parents... Oh. Um, did. So my mom quit drinking. No, my dad quit first when I was 15 and my mom quit when I was 24. Uh So they both went through AA and I was dragged through the program twice. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, fuck this. I can't even like 
you have fun and get drunk in my 20s because you assholes had to go and get sober. <laughs> um, but, like, I'm really actually very um, grateful because it's not easy to do that. And yeah. for two humans to do it, you know, separate from each other, they weren't together. It was, like, really awesome and a really great role model. So I, I wanted to be a drunk, yeah. but I couldn't, basically. I would like to be a drunk too. <laughs> My mom didn't drink because her parents drank too much. Uh-huh. It's genetic. Yeah. I, I actually have a theory that it's it's a sugar addiction. That can make sense. I love sugars. Yeah, because yeah. so many people, like my dad, especially, I, I think there's probably different kinds of, of uh, addictions, but like my dad um, would eat a whole bag of Oreos. And oh, like really? he just always needed sugar. And he's like, I think maybe I'm diabetic. He wasn't diabetic, but it was just like a sugar addiction. And I have another friend who's um, an alcoholic in a bad way, and it's sugar for him. Like that's so crazy because I love sugar, and I was denied sugar and alcohol as a kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, not as a kid, but sure. you know, we didn't have any alcohol in my house. We didn't have any sugar, and then I went crazy with both for a while in yeah. college. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. I never thought of that. I yeah. still like sugar too much. It's a thing. And alcohol. I'm telling you. Yeah. Okay, so how am I going to how am I going to describe you? What's your last name? Emery. Emery. Yeah. Do you want your last name in here or do you want to sure, be Katie fine, Goes Platinum? Yeah. Um, Katie Emery of Katie Goes Platinum? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay. So. And um, I guess describe me as a gray hair blogger. I don't know. Ah. <laughs> I don't want to say gray hair advocate because that sounds like I'm telling people you have to go gray. You know what I mean? Like, uh, although uh. I am a gray hair advocate. I'm an advocate for doing what you want and if you want to go gray, that's okay. That's a whole conversation. Yeah. That's a whole conversation in and of itself. Yeah, that's true. So. Because, like, why wouldn't we advocate for going, for people to go gray? And it's like, there's this real backlash. Yeah, there is. Like, you're telling me what to do the opposite way. Yeah. Which I'm not. I'm just saying it's a thing you can do. Right. Yeah. But I am also saying, hey, the cancer rates are 17% higher for hormone-related cancers. And especially if you're African-American, they're something like 50% higher. Oh, really? I don't even know Yeah, that. because of the color of the dye. Oh, right. Because brunette dye is more carcinogenic, which they keep not telling us, but then you find out it is. Yeah. So, yeah. That, okay, that makes sense. So I guess I am an advocate. For <laughs> I definitely am. Yeah. I mean, I'm not... I think you can be an advocate for gray hair without being a, a dyed hair shamer. Right. Yeah, I don't like that either. I don't like... There's sh- shaming on every side. I was telling somebody this at work this week. Like, we talk about how there's racism in America, and but the problem is, is racism is definitely a problem. But let's say you got rid of... There was only one race. Then people would find something else to get mm-hmm. mad about each other with. So what I was surprised with the gray hair community is I've gotten a little shamed for wearing makeup and for not cutting my hair off. So it's weird. So what? Yeah, not... Shamed might be too strong of a word, but like criticized. Um, criticized. Like, I was told by a lady um, to stop being uh, what was it? To be more self confident. But uh, to me, I think it's really ballsy and self confident to walk out like this in the mm-hmm. world with half a head of gray hair. So, girl, yeah. I keep getting those these messages like, "Be more positive." Someone sent me a message saying uh, an article on how hard it is to be optimistic and how it's a discipline to be optimistic. Oh, really? And I was like, okay. <laughs> I know that you're probably struggling with your own optimism right now, and that's why you're sending it to me. And I appreciate that there's a whole lot of that going on within our community that, yeah. like, whatever I'm struggling with is the thing that I'm going to tell you about. That's definitely what most of it is. Yeah, because, like, that was the pushback I got from 
from originally when I first was like, guys, I'm going to go gray. It, all, it was all older women who were telling me the stories that they tell themselves. You're going to look 10 years older. No uh, man will love no you. No one will love you. Yeah, it's going to make you look pale, blah, blah, blah. But like this positive, I, I'm actually writing a post about it right now. It's like positive, uh, it, it's like toxic positivity, I think people are calling it. Interesting. Which, yeah, <laughs> which is like, no, don't feel anything. Don't have any emotion. Don't have any experience around this. Don't don't admit that this is difficult. You must just stay positive at all costs. And what that does is when you don't express a feeling, it it becomes depression because depression is unexpressed emotion. Right. That's totally true. That's why I think so many people got depressed, especially women when in the old days when uh, people didn't go to therapy. And they couldn't tell, like my, my uh, certain family members I have uh, weren't allowed to talk about feelings at all. You mm-hmm. couldn't say, I hate you, mm-hmm. because that was not nice. It's like, well, sometimes you do hate somebody and you <laughs> want to get it off your chest, mm-hmm. you know, and then you make up later, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's healthier than holding it in for 20 years and letting it all out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like toxic positivity. I don't like anything in the extreme. You can be, I think it's fine, and I like what I, uh, about the gray hair community. People are like positive about it, and some days you have a bad day, mm-hmm. and you think, I don't know. I mean, for the most part, I've been really happy with my gray hair grow out, and I'm so relieved not to have the time in the chair and the chemicals. And like I told you earlier, um, I did have a thing in the car the other day when I was like, do I look crazy? Do people look at me and think, she's nuts? And then I just had to put it out of my mind, because otherwise, how can you go on? Mm -hmm. Well, for me, my putting it out of my mind is actually talking about it on Instagram. Yeah, (laughs) that's my response. Yeah. Because I feel like if I call it out in public, mm-hmm. that at least it's not just me trying to bear it alone, you know? That's true. And then there's other ladies who... The, the, I get a lot of emails and uh, comments from ladies who aren't comfortable doing uh, public talking about this process, and they don't want to have pictures of themselves online, but it helps them to see that we're all having these thoughts and we're talking about it. The only thing I think you have to be careful of with Instagram, sometimes I feel like I put a feeling out there and it's just a fleeting feeling, and then I get advice to, like you said, be more positive or don't take it all so seriously. And like, well, I'm just kind of putting it out there. You know, this is just how I feel right now. Yeah. You know, and then tomorrow I might feel differently. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, it's so interesting. What What is it that makes people feel like this is a group therapy session? I mean, although I am definitely instigating that by saying, hey, I'm like crying on Instagram, which I've done many times. Yeah. And like for me, it feels like um, like an art installation almost. Yeah, I can see that too. One thing I was surprised by, because I have friends who hate Instagram, and they feel like it's narcissistic, mm-hmm. which for me, I mean, I've got a bazillion photos of myself on there, and I never in my life since I have kids had so many photos of myself and not my kids, but for me, a lot of it is a community, so you show each other our hair, mm-hmm. we're trying to all get through this together, mm-hmm. you talk about your feelings, you get compliments, which I guess some people are uncomfortable with. I've seen women say that they got off of Instagram because it, it freaked them out having so many women tell them, you're lovely, or mm-hmm. I like your hair. Like, they, they mm-hmm. that was uncomfortable for them. But for me, I don't know. I For the most part, it's been great. Like, people give you feedback. You tell them how you're feeling. They tell you how they're feeling. And if, especially if you're in a town where you don't know anybody else going gray, it's really comforting to know there's other women going through this. And even in L.A., like, we don't know that many women going gray. So. Yeah. I can count on one hand how many friends I have going through this, and it's less than three fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, well, now it's more. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So it's nice to be able to get it out there. So, so you've been running your blog for a, 
Almost a year. Almost a year. Yeah, since July. So. Yeah. And how deep were you into the girl out before you started your blog? Let's see, February, March, April, April. Almost five months. So, and I just was so obsessed, and it hasn't ended. I'm still completely obsessed. Yeah. And, uh, I keep thinking I'll run out of things to talk about, but I haven't yet. <laughs> but I'm not good about writing in advance, so I'm always scrambling at the last minute. But then I'll wake up in the middle of the night and think, like, I need to write about this. Yes. And then, uh, or I'll see something on Instagram that makes me think, oh, this is a topic that might be interesting for people. So, mm-hmm. so I find that too. I'll go outside and something will happen on the street and I'll be like, Oh, Whoa, what's that? You know? And then that's when the article comes and like, um, you know, just going to the coffee shop and the whole experience of walking in there and how different it is to walk in there with this hair as opposed to the other hair. Now I haven't been getting any people commenting on my hair at all. Like strangers. Uh-huh. Um, one person, did but like and I don't know if it's just because it's I'm still at the crazy stage (laughs) yeah I'm trying to think I know I've had strangers say stuff to me for the most part it's been positive but I did see a man walk into a table once because he was staring so hard at the top of my head that he just completely almost knocked over this little table like at a coffee shop but in his case I think he was more astounded like what are you doing yeah it was funny but um I, I'm trying to think if I've had too many strangers say anything to me. I've had people who are already gray stop me and say, like, that they're glad I'm doing this and I'm going to love it. And But um, I don't know, not as much as I thought I would. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think part of it is just people are being polite. Like, they actually think we're having nervous breakdowns. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to point out in case we go off, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Might <laughs> let loose at any minute, you know. <laughs> I did catch some women snickering about my hair one day, you know, oh. which was a little strange. Now, I didn't look my best anyway that day. Like, I have discovered that because my hair looks a little crazy, and I don't mind calling it crazy because it is a little crazy, let's yeah. just face it. But, um, but I like it, the craziness. But I guess because of that, I do try to dress up a little more and put maybe more makeup on because I'm like, I want to show people, like, I'm not crazy, and I, yeah. I do care about my appearance. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I know some people would say, like, well, why do you care? It's like, I don't really care, but I kind of care, and I care for myself, you know? Yeah. So, um, anyway, I, I look shitty this day, let's just face it. I had, like, a crappy T-shirt on, I was helping out at the Greek Festival at my church, and I don't think I had much makeup. I mean, the whole shebang was bad. And I looked over, and there were these two very quaffed ladies in their nice outfits and they were doing the side um, whispering and giggling at my and I knew it was about my hair. Now I could be completely crazy Mm -hmm. but it was one of those things where I saw them looking at me and then doing the talk and then coming back. So, Mm -hmm. But when you feel good about what you're doing it it didn't really bother me. I had this experience so so Katie ran a meetup in LA uh, for the Silver Sisters for some of us anyway that, that were around here that have, we have been connected through her blog, Katie Goes Platinum. And it was so interesting because it was the first time that I had been in a room with all of these silver-haired women. And we were in a, a table, at a table in the middle yeah. of the restaurant. And I felt like, you know, very obviously we're all together because of our hair. <laughs> and, uh, I, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm admitting that I'm part of this group of older women. And, like, maybe I don't want to be... Like, I want to still think of myself as young. And and I felt so many things. I felt, I felt self-conscious. And then I went out with a bunch of girlfriends after that. Some of my... Uh, I went to a comedy show from another actress friend of mine. And I had this thought like, oh my God, what 
what if my friends like don't want to be seen with me because I make them look older? Oh, I never thought of that. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, though. because there was a woman who was um, performing in the comedy show who was in her maybe late 50s. And she had a bunch of her girlfriends there. It was her first time doing stand-up. And one of her girlfriends came over and hugged her. And she was fully gray. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, that gives away your age. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, Because your, your contemporaries are here and whatever. And the, the woman who was fully gray looked at me and kind of gave me a wink. And I was <laughs> like, oh, God, it's so good. But also I'm so confused right now. <laughs> like, am I going to be the one no one wants to hang out with? And, like, all of my friends are younger, you know, but... Yeah, isn't that weird? Because I was always one of the younger ones, Mm because my husband's a little older than me. And now all of a sudden I'm one of the older ones, because we had our kids a little later. So um, the people we hang out with through Boy Scouts, a lot of them had their kids. Like I waited till I was 33 to have my first son, and now he's 18. And so um, so I'm already about five to ten years older than a lot of my girlfriends now. Yeah. A lot of the friends that I've met through school. And I never thought about that, but you're right. Like, all of a sudden I am going to feel older. On the one hand, I think, because I'm older than you, I'm 51 I think somehow crossing 50 made it a little easier mm-hmm. somehow. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't know. I've heard that. Yeah. I'm not there yet. I'm still the caterpillar. Yeah. <laughs> you are the butterfly. I wish I had been... Sometimes I think to myself, would I have done this in my 30s and 40s like so mm-hmm. many women we see? And I think they look great. And there's something about the silver hair with the young skin that's especially beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I would have been brave enough to do it. I don't know. So. Well, me too. Yeah. I, I saw you put that in your post too yeah. on Instagram that me too had a lot to do with your... Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So... Because it did make me think about, why do we take all this stuff for granted? Like, um, your boss uh, chases you around the table and grabs your butt or whatever, and it's like, oh, that's just what men do. Uh I I didn't think that way, but that was some of what I heard, you Mm -hmm. know, growing up. And I don't, why do we think, like, oh, we have to color our hair? And what's funny is I don't like, you know, gray equals old. I don't like that because it's not true, really, because women in their 20s and 30s and men are going gray. But I still find myself thinking it. Like, the other day, um, this is so dumb, but... (laughs) This whole story is humiliating, but I'll tell you anyway. (laughs) I was in my bedroom working on my blog and had decided I had to have some ice cream, like, no matter what. Like, and it's so, I told you I had a sweet tooth. Mm -hmm. And I wanted a drumstick, which is so stupid. But anyway, so we had those ice cream drumsticks. And so. They're the greatest. That's not stupid at all. They're really good, yeah. With the chocolate in the bottom. I'm a grown up. I'm a grown person. I'm like, I have to have a drumstick. (laughs) And my pants were unbuttoned because I was trying to be comfortable in my bedroom doing the blog. So just like a weirdo, I went into the kitchen with my pants unbuttoned, with my, sh- I had a shirt on over it, you know, so you couldn't see it. And <laughs> I went to happily get my drumstick out of the freezer. I slipped in some water <gasps> and hit my head on the floor really hard. And I landed on my back on the open dishwasher door where my husband had been doing dishes, splashing water all over the floor. So as I lay there crying with my gray hair splayed all over my face and my pants, you know, loose, I was like, I feel kind of old. Like, I'm this old, crazy lady who just slipped in the water, and now her gray hair is everywhere, trying to get some ice cream. Uh-huh. And then my son seemed very mature. He came over, and he put his arm around me and helped me up. And when he did that, my pants fell down. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know why. I was like, I feel so good about my hair most of the time, but yes. right now I'm like, I'm the old, crazy oh, lady. Honey. You know? It's like those I've fallen and I can't get up. Yeah, it was just like that. <laughs> It's like I needed a drink after that. Oh, man. But I had to laugh because sometimes when this kind of stuff happens, you have to laugh. But it's like it still is so ingrained in my head that gray equals old. It does and make I don't you want it to be. see yourself differently. It's like yeah. every things that I do before that I used to feel like I had an excuse. Or not an excuse, but it was okay to do them because I wasn't in my crazy lady 
purple hot years yet, you yes. know, but now, okay, no, wait, maybe I am there. But then the opposite's also true because there's some things I feel like I can get away with now. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good know? point. Like, last night I went to go pick up food and, and I, um, I put my hair back cause I, it was just chaotic and we'd been driving all day from coming back from Mexico and I had on like an army jacket, a green uh-huh. army jacket. Yeah. And I was like, I look like a maniacal, like, like army chick right now. Yeah, like, you know? That'd be good to be. Yeah. It'd be fun, you yeah. know, but, um, not, not my style at all. I'm like, who are you? You know? And then I was like, who cares? Who cares? You're fucking invisible anyway. Just go, go get your food. So I walked out and I was like stomping down the street and everyone was staring at me and, but not because, not because I looked whatever, but it was because I was like, I'm just going to relax yeah, and walk down the street and go and get my food and not care about people looking at me and not notice them. And like all this emotional psychic energy that it takes for me to walk from point A to point B that has always been there, yeah. but I'm just way more aware of it right now because of my hair. But I've always felt eyes on me wherever I go. That's a good point. And I was just thinking, it's kind of like when you're a kid and you go through puberty and you have boobs for the first time. Yes. And then the weirdos start bothering you. Like the weirdos follow you home. Like, and I mean, weirdos aren't bothering me right now, although some weirdos are like on Instagram. But, mm-hmm. um, but all of a sudden you become aware that people are looking at you more. And then that's when girls go through that really self-conscious stage, like everybody's staring at my chest. And now that's kind of like I'm going through that again. I don't mm-hmm. always feel like that. And every so often it will hit me like, are they staring at my hair? Like, you know, it's weird to think like that again. It's so many things. Yeah. Yeah. What's weird, though, is, like you said, who are we becoming? Like, on the one hand, I see these beautiful, elegant ladies on Instagram who are in their 60s. I have a woman's story coming up soon, and she wasn't a model till she was 57, and mm-hmm. she has beautiful silver hair. And she, she actually does, like a lot of people, look younger with her gray hair. And um, she's still sexy and everything. She's, she's everything. Um, so it's like, am I going to become that lady, or <laughs> am I going to become, like the crazy old lady and it's like well what's wrong with the crazy old lady you know like we had a lady in our hometown i saw her every day practically because uh, my high school was downtown and we would go uh, take the bus well we didn't even have to take the bus we walked down there there's like a shopping area and there's a lady down there who must have been 87 or older she was very skinny and she wore the same outfit every day but in a different color and so it was a jackie onassis type suit so let's say it was a powder blue suit with powder blue tights powder blue dyed shoes, powder blue purse, powder blue little pillbox hat. Oh my God, cute. And then she had her white hair and then she had her lipstick that would go way beyond the lip line. Like it would come way out here and false eyelashes. So there were all these rumors like, who is she? She's a former prostitute. And she, (gasps) you know, like we had all these crazy theories. I was like, well, maybe I wouldn't mind becoming that lady. Like what's wrong with that lady? Like she had style. Everybody noticed her. She was interesting. What is it that makes us conform the way we do or that like, so there's this thing I've been studying, um, uh, about self objectification. Right. So we become objectified and then we get into our early teens or whatever. And, and we start to become really consumed with what everyone else thinks of us. Right. And like putting words to that objectification and then we self objectify um, so we take those words and we start to objectify ourselves with the words and then it becomes self-surveillance, which oh, is interesting. Just this yeah. constant, like, you know, wh- what are you doing? Why are you doing that? You shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't wear that. All the stories that you yeah. know, play out in your head. And it's so interesting. Like if this story, 
like what you and I were talking about when you first got here about uh. how we just started dyeing our hair because that's what you do. And it was so shocking to realize that we were sheeple, Why? you know, you like to think you're not a sheeple. And if that story is not true, that story that I didn't even question, what else is not true that I haven't been questioning about the world and myself and who I see, you know, who I am within the context of my community and the country and the world and what have you. It's like, yeah, it opens up a whole can of worms. I thought about that. Um, oh, I, I read this book, and I, I'm not—I don't really do well with self-help books because I get—I get tired, you know, when I'm reading them. But there was one. It's not really a self-help book, but it really changed my life. It was um, "You Are a Badass at Making Money." Oh my god, me too! Yeah, I love that book. Such a good book. She's really interesting. She made me think about things differently. Like, uh, it's not even just about money, but that you have these beliefs that you think are true and they're not always true. And I remember the obvious, that's not, it shouldn't seem so obvious, but it, I mean, it shouldn't be such a surprise to me. And I, I remember I listened to the audiobook when I was driving back from San Diego by myself and I actually pulled over to the side of the road to think about it. I was like, why have I been believing all these things and they're, and they're not true. And I didn't even notice. Yes. It's so crazy. Yeah. So, oh. I study a course in miracles and it says, hmm. beware the, beware the unexplored belief. Yeah, that's so interesting. So. The, you know, the uh, unquestioned belief. Yeah. That's one thing that's uh, helpful with my, my younger son being on the spectrum is he doesn't fit into any of these easy boxes that we try to do in our culture. So, mm -hmm. like, in elementary school and junior high and high school, you know, you have to do all this homework and you have to think about going into college and you have to conform and you have to do this. Luckily, he knows that's what it, not what he wants and needs, and we've really, and I didn't think I was a really um, conformist kind of person, but you do kind of, at first, try to put the kid in the box, like, you have to do your homework, and you have to sit still, and you have to be quiet, and you don't say crazy stuff at school, yeah. and what's funny is, he won't let us not let him be who he wants uh -huh. to be, and he's kind of made me realize, like, there's nothing wrong with what he wants to be, yeah. he's his own person, you know, so it's kind of forced me to to see how I was conforming. I didn't even think I was. Do you so. think that, that um, your son helped kind of ease you into this transition with your hair? Like, was it... it <laughs> in a way, no, because he immediately freaked out and said I was dying because I'd gotten so old suddenly. Oh, like, no. yeah, he... I wrote about this on my blog that a lot of kids on the spectrum or really little kids think that gray hair means you're old. Uh -huh. So he felt like I was going gray overnight uh -huh. And he didn't really get it when I tried telling him that I've been gray for years and coloring it. Then he said, well, you're, you've been lying to me all these years about who you are. Isn't that interesting? Oh, I love that. Yeah. And he's still not totally used to it. And for some reason, he's, because um, I think he's more dependent on me just with this situation. He um, he told me the other day, I said, because he's very invested in how I look. Mm -hmm. I don't know why he's always been that way. So, like, he wants me to look pretty. And, like, if you're going out, he's like, you're going to wear those shoes, you know, or whatever. <laughs> or, like, well, I like your hair long, or don't wear your hair up. Like, he's always been, because he gets a little, um, you know, on the spectrum, you get, like, a fixed idea. Mm -hmm. And so, well, my mom looks like this. My mom has long hair. And so he doesn't mm -hmm. like it when my hair is short. So I just out of curiosity the other day, because he really didn't like the silver hair at first. I said, well, what do you think now? He's like, I like the silver hair, but it needs to be longer. You know, uh -huh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah, he had, a, he had a little trouble with it, but I don't know if he did change the way I think about things but maybe I'm just more open to things being different now, yeah so. like it's again in the Course in Miracles it says the miracle is just the shift in perception yeah you that's know? so interesting so. it's like how do, I, how do I see things differently and because he was born seeing things differently it like gives you this 
well, maybe, you know, maybe there is something else, like, you know. Yeah, that's true. And isn't it funny, because even when you're a kid and with with no issues, I was thinking about this the other day, like, I was putting the sheets on my kids' beds, and when I was, a, of course, they should be doing that, but anyway. <laughs> um, when I was a kid, I remember the sheets so well, because I would really look at the patterns, and I was really, like, everything, you notice everything, your perception of color and, and art or patterns is so high, mm-hmm. at least, I think, for most kids. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, you kind of fall into, like, you don't see things. You're too busy. And, like, I just put the sheets on the bed. I don't look at them. And I was like, I, I miss being a kid. And you look at things harder. Mm-hmm. You know? and, you don't, and you don't take everything for granted. Well, it's, it's presence. Yeah. Because they're in the present moment as opposed to, like you were saying, in the past or the future. Yeah. And that's, that's the discipline. I mean, when that woman sent me that article, which I did not read, obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. I get it. Being optimistic is a discipline, but you know what the real discipline is, is being present. And it's, it was the same with the money book that my yeah. friends and I affectionately call it. Jen Chinchero is the author. Um, it's like, you know, focusing on the now is what changes the future, but focusing on the past and your stories and beliefs and things about your money relationship with money or your relationship with like, for me, my fuckability, like being yeah. a pretty girl, all that shit. It, there's this pretty privilege that I didn't realize was a thing. I know, and it's totally a thing, and I searched by on that for years. You know, it's like they say it's true. Like, um, you get better jobs, you get more salary. You know, it's, it's funny, because I went through, I don't know if you did this, but in seventh and eighth grade, I went through a goon, goonie phase. I was, mm-hmm. like, as goonie as they get. I had, like, um, velour shirts. I grew too fast, and I had horrible hair, and I wore big brown glasses. It was not good. And then in ninth grade, although boys still liked me, I don't know. I think it's the boobs. Oh, right. But anyway, in ninth grade, um, my parents invested in contacts for me, and eventually I got my teeth capped and all this stuff. So I had like a good 20-something years there where I was getting a ton of attention. And it's funny because on the one hand, getting a little more invisible has been nice because you're not bothered by weirdos all the time. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you do kind of miss that attention. <sighs> it's a weird, as a feminist, I, I hate to think that I relied on that attention, but it mm-hmm. is gratifying to mm-hmm. be the center of attention like that sometimes. As long as it's not the weirdos bothering you, but like the ones you want to bother you. It's Pavlovian. It is. You know, you just you're you're validated externally every day and it's so hard not to think that it's true. Right. You're told every day that you're special and beautiful and perfect and that you're going to look for people to tell you that in those times when you don't feel that way. It's like right. we're not taught to find those feelings internally. We're taught to look for them externally. Right from the get-go, from our parents and our parents' friends and everyone saying, you know, making comments about how we look and all of that. It's like, it fucks you up and you're addicted to it and then you have to detox, you know? Right, that's true. And I was like, am I replacing this, like, addiction to being pretty with now an addiction to being the, the, like, scary, angry woman with gray hair? (laughs) (laughs) I want to be that woman. I want to be scary. Um... My old boss used to tell me I'm not scary enough. So. Yeah, I think about that too. And when I have, I, since I have sons, it doesn't come up as much. But with daughters, with my frontal daughters, I always try not to just say how beautiful they are, even though I might think it. And I don't want to say it not at all because you know it is nice to hear a nice compliment every so often. But I, I try to always add something else, like mm-hmm. you know, because because it is so much about being pretty mm-hmm. when you're younger and. Uh, you know, my mom, but in terms of getting invisible, it's interesting. My mom said that she remembers one day walking into a room and for the first time, no men turned to look at her mm-hmm. and how strange that was, mm-hmm. you know, to be more invisible as you get older. And I remember thinking, 
because I was still in the throes of being bothered by people like, you know, you walk down the street, somebody on the bus or on the street says something creepy to you or you had stalkers or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, it's kind of a relief not to have some of that. And at the same time, when it's finally gone, it's like, this is, it's kind of depressing. Mm-hmm. Not from the, not from the stalker type people, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying to, like, all of a sudden, like you're saying, it's a void. Like, all of a sudden, that attention's gone. Now what? Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah, we're, we're filling those, like, we have receptors on our cells that need the, need that validation to release the chemistry, and we just don't have it. So it's like, it's confusing. And, yeah. and I think, you know, when people come back to me on Instagram and are saying things like, and this is going back to what we were talking about, about the divide within the community, because yeah. I'm feeling from some people like, oh, come on, you're beautiful. You still have a young face, so therefore right. you right. can't be upset about being old yet. And like, right. n- no, I'm, I'm, I've aged... I haven't aged overnight, but like what your son said about it yeah. looks like you're dying really yeah. rapidly. Yeah, That's I like, know. you know, other people get to go grow, to go grow, to go, <laughs> go gray, grow. <laughs> to go grow slowly. <laughs> they go gray slowly and we're going gray immediately. And right. it's like shocking right. to look and, and look at yourself in the mirror. You know, yeah. I already felt like a weird puppy that didn't know it was a dog. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, like I didn't, I guess I didn't realize that I was beautiful or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was just, like, my sparkling personality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I know. I, I think beauty is a whole tricky subject. Because, um, I know some people get get angry if you're hung up on beauty, but I have to say I like beauty. It's not just mm-hmm. beautiful women, but I like beautiful everything. You know, it's like it's, I mean, obviously you can't have a life full of beauty, but I mean, I'd rather spend my time around beauty, whether it be music or art, or beautiful space, or anything, or mm-hmm. beautiful, like, babies are so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, I love their skin and the way they smell and all that stuff. So to all of a sudden feel beauty leaving your life is kind of uh, shocking. And but and I'm trying to find the beauty in getting older. <sighs> I don't know. It's But there's not a lot of examples. Right, there's not. Which is why I, I feel like what we're doing is important, and what you've been doing with your blog is so important, you know, um, because you not only talk about the transition, but also ways in which to, um, uh, you know, to use products to help you feel more beautiful because there are things that happen like when you're not dyeing your hair anymore because the hair gets drier and frizzier and those kinds of things happen. Right. And then, you know, different types of makeup because it is like puberty. Like, I don't know what colors I went shopping yesterday and I don't know what colors to buy. I know, and um, I have I've gotten some flag from a couple of people who feel like um, there's a there's a, a, a section of the community that feels like that going gray means also not using any products and not worrying so much about your appearance mm-hmm. because we're going all natural and it's like well maybe that's what you're doing but like all of us have our different reasons like mm-hmm. everybody has many different reasons for going gray for me it was the time and the money and the chemicals. And also the Me Too movement making me think, like, why do I feel like I have to hide this anymore, you know? And also, um, yeah, I don't like feeling tied down to having to do something. But um, but I do like, and, and when I say looking good, I mean looking good for me. I don't care if somebody else doesn't wear lipstick. I've been a lipstick fanatic from the minute I could wear lipstick. Me too. I love lipstick. I like color. I always felt sad for boys because they can't express themselves with lipstick and mm-hmm. makeup. I mean, they can now, but definitely back in the 80s like it was frowned on and mm-hmm. most boys today still I don't think would but um 
I find makeup and clothing and colors to be a great way to make you feel good too. Like I, I feel good when I go out in public and I've got makeup and my hair looks good. And my gray hair isn't actually coming in too frizzy, but, um, but the dried, the dyed part is really dry now. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I find it helpful and I hope other people find it helpful too, to, to find the products that work, you know, because I don't want to, if, if this is hard enough, so if you feel like your hair, gray hair also looks bad, yep. it's hard to go out in public like that. Well, I was thinking the other day about how I used to categorize myself, let's say. So mm -hmm. I had ideas of what I thought beauty was, mm -hmm. like what I was mentioning before about the fine art canon mm -hmm. and, um, you know, like paintings and things and the types of women that you see in fine art and just... I don't even know, like, I think it changes for me day to day, and let's say pre-gray, yeah. it changed for me day to day, like, oh, today I'm, like, 50s girl, and today I'm 70s girl, yeah. and today, you know, I'm thinking my inspiration today is, like, Lauren Hutton, and my inspiration, you know, whatever, Farrah yeah. Fawcett, yeah. and um, now it's just, like, I don't have enough gray-haired women, like, I don't have an image in my mind of what the woman is that I'm dressing like today, I like a pinup girl with gray hair, or, like, a... Yeah. a foxy biker chick with gray hair, you know, like yeah. I need those images. I know. And it's so hard. That's one thing with my blog is, and I've, I've, I've got the page ready to go and I just haven't done it yet is I was going to start offering photography of women with silver hair, or even transitioning hair because we need to see more images I of it. That. And, um, and also I think it's nice for the women to have fun with another woman. And like, you know, we, we, we'd have fun. We'd go out and do something at the beach and just get pictures and, and um, one thing I've thought about is, are people going to ask me to Photoshop, which I'm not uh -huh. keen on because, mm -hmm. first of all, I'm not good at Photoshop, but also um, I want to see more women who look real, you know, yes. like, and, I, and when I say real, I don't mean like no makeup or whatever. I just mean that we're not trying to airbrush everything. Mm -hmm. Of course, when I see myself, sometimes I want to airbrush a little, mm -hmm. you know, but, um, mm -hmm. but I had to, I bought a subscription recently for the blog for a, a stock photo agency. And it's so hard to find pictures of women with gray hair. They're either, well, first of all, if they're women of color, there are none. You can't find any women of color with gray hair in stock photo things. Maybe occasionally, but it's really rare. And then um, the women who are there are almost always very elderly. Mm -hmm. And then they're always doing things like holding up a thermometer or, you know, <laughs> something like that. And lately I've started to see a little more of the woman on the beach in the cute outfit, and she's probably in her 50s with gray hair. Or the woman even, I, I bought a couple recently, there were women in their 40s. And I was like, well, maybe I could do stock photos of women having a good time in their gray hair instead of just worrying about their health or, you know, their arthritis or whatever. So Dove is doing something with that right now. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, not specifically that. with gray-haired women, but yeah. just across the spectrum, like for in stock photography specifically, oh. um, with maybe Getty or one of the agencies, and they're... Um, hiring female photographers to go out and take stock images of women with all different looks and different whatever. Oh, maybe I'll contact them. Yes, so, yeah. that would be I've really I've never great. done stock photography, but I think it would be cool. So. Yeah. Yeah, I just think um, yeah, we're not seeing enough of these women. That's why on the blog I've tried to get women of all ethnicities on there. Mm -hmm. And uh, this week I had the uh, Anjana. Do you follow her on Instagram? No. Um, she's Silvers. So. Silvers? Oh, I'm horrible at remembering names. Silvers? Sparkling Silvers at 36, I think is her name. Oh, yeah. But she's from India, where it's even more um, unusual to go gray. Mm -hmm. And um, so she's, she found she couldn't find any representations of women over there going gray. So that's partly why she started her Instagram account. But what's funny is even in America and Canada and 
France and Italy, it's still not something you see that much. So it's nice to see, I think for the women who are just starting, and like I was nine, or I guess now it's been 13 months since I started going gray, to see other women doing it helps. Yeah. You know, so, oh, so much. Yeah. And there have been some stock photos, or not stock photos, but um, department store photos women have told me about where the women are transitioning. So they're not even just Are you kidding gray. me? They have, like us, like half gray. No way. Yeah. Somebody sent me a picture the other day of a woman at a mall. Uh, like on a stock photo, uh, a woman in a department store with half gray hair. That's exciting. So that's cool. Yeah. And on Bitmoji. Do you use Bitmoji app? No. It, it's so silly. My husband and I once had a fight and made up through the Bitmoji app. It was so dumb. <laughs> it's it's like you make a little emoji of yourself. So for a while there, I got rid of it because I'm like, it's just, it's not me anymore. It's a woman who's brunette. You know? Yeah. And now they have transitioning hair ones. No. And they have a whole bunch of them. And so uh, I did a little challenge on the Silver Revolution Facebook group the other day, um, and we I had everybody post their new Bitmoji. And so mine, I found one with a woman with my hairdo, and it's gray down to about her ears, and then the rest is orange, like I've got. Yeah. And it was fun. It was like, well, how nice that they did that. That's know? awesome. I wonder if somebody requested it. Or maybe it was the ombre mm-hmm. trend, and then it just so happens they also have gray, so it works. Oh, that's true. Maybe that's it. Yeah. So, darn it. I was thinking like, oh. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> But that validation is a real thing too, and that's one yeah. of the, one of the reasons why I'm so interested in getting involved in the Silver Sisters Conference. Is I want to bring brands in as a way to like, you know, help women feel validated that, oh well, you know, um, R and Co. or like, yeah. you know, some Joyco or Joyco yeah. sees us as a valuable market segment like we're right why do people in their 50s and older or even 40s and older get dissed by ads when we have the more i mean i don't feel like i have any money but i mean <laughs> or supposedly we all have more money than the young people but yeah. you know, they they always are gearing towards people in their 20s you know because they think that well it, you know it's changing like in the fashion industry it's been changing yeah. gucci's been gucci i think dolce and gabbana for sure those two have been putting um, the women who actually buy the clothes yeah. in their ads, which are women in their 60s. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so they'll have the models, and then they'll also have the, the women dressed in the clothes, too, that buy the ads, or that buy the clothes. Like, hello? Yeah. They're the ones with the closets full of couture. It's not... <laughs> right, not the 20-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah, I think about that. That's great. And um, I actually found, I can't name them yet because I, I need to wait till we get closer, but I did find a sponsor who does... Um, makeup products for women who are mature because, you know, you get some problems as you get older with, like, um, lines around your lips and your mm-hmm. lipstick bleeds into it, which drives me crazy. And yeah. they, they make a product I love. And I talked to them about being a sponsor because I think it would be great. Like, can you imagine? And and I want to see more things. Like, twice in the past year, I've gone to a place like Sephora or Ulta to ask for help getting foundation because I have a little, you know, blotchy skin and so I want to smooth it out. Yeah. And almost all the girls who work in those stores are lovely people, but they're in their 20s yeah. and with a boatload of makeup. And I'll tell them, like, I need makeup that doesn't, if you, if you put too much foundation, it's going to show them the lines. Yeah. Like, I don't want that. And the only one put a ton on you, and the next thing you know, you've got a face full of makeup. And when I took took and it off they at home, powder. they powder, and it's like, oh, my God, I, I, I joked about it. Like, have you ever seen Lost Horizon? No. <laughs> There's a woman in the movie. It's from the 30s, I think. This woman is, she's never aged. She's lived in this Shangri-La for 200 years or something. And she's beautiful, but she wants to leave there. She doesn't like it there for some odd reason. So anyway, (laughs) this boyfriend takes her away. And within a day of leaving Shangri-La, like, they turn around and see her on the trail. Her face is all wizened and 
wrinkles everywhere and then she just blows away into dust and that's how i felt after i left sephora because i oh the second i smiled my face cracked into a million lines she put so much makeup on there it just it sunk into my and i don't feel like i've got tons of wrinkles but i looked like i had a bazillion yeah and so the point is is i feel like i just want to walk into a store and have a lady my age or at least who's been trained in older skin like what will look good on me that I used to find on set, even at 35, I started yeah. acting at 35, and I would go in and be like, hey, you know, my skin is mature, yeah, more mature than what you're used to, because I'd see a, like, you know, very young makeup artist and be like, I don't, don't put powder under my eyes. Yeah. Because it will... Accentuate. Accentuate the wrinkles. And, yeah. you know, there's certain types of foundation that, that even out the wrinkles and, you know... Um, chemically the bonds or whatever even yeah. like create a sort of a shield a shield yeah, yeah. um whereas other ones don't they just sink in. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you know different kind of skin needs different kind of makeup and their kits are already so insane and how much money they have to spend on makeup it's a whole other ball game to get this other kind of makeup so yeah. on set it's a nightmare See, this is a great idea for a business. If there's a makeup artist listening to this, is specialize in older women makeup. You know, just over like, thirty-five. Why doesn't that exist? Right, it's crazy. You know, there's all this shit that's like anti-aging makeup or anti-whatever, but it's it's. I don't believe them. I think yeah. that's the thing. Like Oil of Olay can say that their foundation is anti-aging, but I don't believe you. Right. And it's full of chemicals and toxicity and garbage. Like. I don't normally believe it, but I do have to say I did something that, and I never noticed my neck. This is how I always am. I don't notice something until somebody else points out that they're insecure about uh -huh. it. And I'm like, oh my God. A friend of mine on Facebook, she has problems with her neck, and she's always saying it makes her look old. And I don't think I'd looked at my neck in years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I looked at my neck, I'm like, oh my God, like what happened overnight? And um, Your neck is beautiful. Well, by thank the way. you. Well, that's because I don't want to dismiss this. Oh, thank but, you. Okay, well, I was going to say, I, um, I don't know what happened, but I. One of the uh, brands uh, I've been working with is City Beauty, and they they do anti-aging kind of makeup and and skin products, and so they make this thing. It's called like the Ultra. I'm horrible with names. It's like the Ultra Smoothing something or other. I'm horrible, but I'm not really being a good spokesperson for that. But <laughs> anyway, sculpting cream. That's what it is. So it's supposed to be for your face and your neck. And I have trouble with things on my face. I tend to get um, I don't know. My skin's really dry, so I I tried it on my face. I wasn't it wasn't working for me because my skin's so dry and I felt like it made it a little drier. But they swore it worked on your neck. So I've been putting it on my neck every day and within two weeks it did look better. So really? Yeah, so I think some of these things do work. I'm just so skeptical I have trouble believing them and I'm not I'm not good about remembering to use something every day, which you have to with a mm -hmm. lot of these things. But this one it does seem to work. So maybe maybe some of the stuff works. But I'd oh. say the percentage that works is probably pretty small. You just end up with this graveyard of products, you know. Yeah. And, and the other thing that's so amazing is there's products that I've been using for 10, 15 years that suddenly don't work the same on my skin anymore. It's like right. my skin's changing. So now what? And it's like, and oh, it's gonna I keep just changing, found right? it, you know, yeah. like, yeah, and it will. That's what's so frustrating. Like, I'm 51 and apparently have not gone through menopause yet, where I've got friends younger than me who already have, and they're on the other side. What do you mean, apparently? Because you get your you get your blood tested, oh. and they can tell you. And um, they said no. Like, my hormone levels, levels are still normal. Even though you're... Are yeah. you still getting your period? No. Well, that's oh. because I had that uh, operation, um, endometrial ablation. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was having horrible, horrible periods. You know, the kind where it's like, don't leave the house. You know? Yeah. And so I got that and haven't had my period in two years. Yay. Yeah. But um, 
apparently you can still get pregnant, which is weird. Oh. Uh, a friend of mine just had a baby at 49. Um, surprise. So, hmm. um, but anyway, the point is, is uh, so I kind of thought, well, maybe I'm just in menopause too or something. And uh -huh. I started to feel like maybe I was getting hot. And I think it was just all my friends were getting hot all the time. So I think I kind of like fell into that. Like, well, I must so be getting hot. Are you a Pisces or something? Taurus. Taurus. No, I don't know anything about it. You're stubborn. So. I get, I'm getting night sweats. Oh, you are? Yeah. I've heard that's awful. Do you wake up in the middle of the night? Drenched. That's awful. My bed is wet. I sweat so much that my bed is wet. Really? That's, that's like after you have a baby and that happens the first few days. So. Yeah. So what do you do? I get up and change my clothes and sleep on the other side of the bed. How do you get any sleep? It just sounds awful. It's only, um, it's only the, like, after ovulation, between ovulation oh, so and my like period. Night, so. No, and it's, it's not the whole two weeks. It's just, like, as I get close to my period and then once my period comes, it's fine. But it's, um... It's it's now getting more intense and more frequent. Like I notice it's happening oh, no. every month as opposed to before where it was like infrequent. Um, but I found this woman. What's her name? Melissa Ramos. Oh, okay. Melissa Ramos. She's a woman in Canada who does talks about uh, hormones and aging and dietary stuff and natural ways to um, keep your minerals up and keep your hormones balanced. Oh, that's and right. Yeah, so that. she's, there's a prescription for um, essential oils that you can take that will hopefully help me balance this out. And you take like these oils before ovulation and these oils after. And if it's really cool, if you're not, um, if you're not menstruating anymore then you take the oils according to the full moon and the oh, really? new moon oh, yeah. Interesting. yeah now i have a dumb uh and i i don't like it when women always say i have a dumb question for you because it's not dumb but this is kind of a dumb question do you how do you take essential oils i hear people talking about essential oils all the time like what mm -hmm. does that mean like so some of them are food grade and some of them aren't so oh, you have okay. to be really careful what type that you purchase okay. but you buy the little gel caps oh, gel and you caps. put them you know you have to drop the oil in the gel cap and take it that way oh, okay and or you can just drop it in your smoothie or something okay because I, I thought people were putting oils all over their body i was like what is this well so, that too oh you can yeah, do that too yeah but even with those you have to be careful like i use lavender for my perfume but uh -huh. if you if i put too much on it kind of burns my skin a little bit oh that's like, interesting it can be really harsh i've thought about buying lavender we went to a lavender farm a few years ago and um it's good for anxiety, which I, I have on and off. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty much decided it's just on. So <laughs> I, I should take, you know, I, so I've been taking a prescription for it. But lavender really helps, you know, if you sniff lavender. And uh, a couple of years ago, my husband and I went to this lavender farm up in Solvang. And it was so funny. He, he keeps wanting to make a short movie about it. So he drives through fields of lavender. And then there's this, like, charming little shop made out of wood sticks and stuff. I mean, it was like something from the Three Little Pigs, like, mm -hmm. you know, sticks and of lavender. So I don't know. It was crazy. And we walk in, there's all the lavender products of the world, and there's a guy sitting in the chair behind the counter who looks like the most relaxed person you've ever seen. <laughs> and he was practically asleep. And I was like, you know, lavender is a good thing. I should surround myself with it. Maybe it will take the edge off the Irish craziness. You yeah. Know, so. I used to have this lavender spray that I would spray on my pillow. Yeah, I have that too. Yeah. But I um, I'm just curious as we all get older, our skin's constantly changing. You know what else is going to change? You know, mm -hmm. like did your when you had your child, did your hair change? Mm -hmm. Like your texture it fell out. It did. Yeah. Okay. Mine got super thick and luxurious when I was pregnant. Yeah. 
And then after my second son, I feel like it kind of went to crap for like another 10 years. I don't know. It just That's changed. It wasn't, it had no body or something. It's coming back now. I was thinking about this the other day because I had my son so young, it didn't really affect, um, like it, I didn't identify with being a mom as, well, I don't know if it, I don't know if this is related even to having had him so young, but I didn't, my main identity wasn't that I was a mom. Right. I compartmentalized all the different women that I was in order, like as a, a strategy to get through a day. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'm a student right now, I'm a teenager right now, I'm a mom right now, whatever. Yeah. But I was thinking about how pretty girls go from being, you know, identified by their looks. Right. And then they go, they move into this next phase. And I think a lot of women, they have babies. Yeah. And it changes their bodies so much. And I, because I've seen a lot of women go through that or talk to women who've gone through that. Their body changes, their hair changes, their looks change, and they work hard to get back to their, you know, pre-baby, whatever. But yeah. they're like, I'm a mom now and my body's changed and I'm not that woman anymore. It's like right. a, tr it's like a transition. And then a lot of the times, you know, those women, um, their identity becomes based on their children, right, right? right? So they were pretty and validated externally, and now their validation comes through their child being validated. And this is not everyone, clearly. Yeah, but some people. Right? So. Um, because in this situation, it's not happening for me right now because, uh, I, like, I don't have something else to to cling on to right. some other form of validation to cling on to. So it's like, what's so beautiful about this, about doing it consciously, let's say, yeah. is I'm trying to find where the fault is and, and right. what I'm seeing the fault, the like crack in the, um, the logic of all of this is, is the external identification at all. So when you were saying earlier about, um, you know, women who don't want, who get uncomfortable being told they're beautiful and all the comments that are coming at them on Instagram is very confusing. It's like, those are women who weren't maybe experiencing the pretty girl syndrome right. their whole life and having that put upon them. And they feel how, um, crippling that is. It really is crippling. You know, <clears throat> think of these women, like a friend of mine knew a lady who's, who was, a young wife of a very wealthy older man and she broke her back horseback riding oh my god and her first thought was he's going to divorce me mm -hmm. because because she was going to be it was going to really affect the rest of her life and it was going to affect her looks you know isn't that so it is crippling like it, it's it's literally in this case but it's like um it's it's not it's, it's so weird that this is what's so strange about being a human being on this earth especially a woman i think is some of the stuff is bad. Like, it's not good to always be told how beautiful you are and it's not healthy. And at the same time, you miss it and you mm -hmm. want it. It's mm -hmm. just strange. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Well, I keep saying that, you know, if I identify with the positive comments, then, yeah. then the negative comments have just as much power over me. Yeah, that's they true. They become my identity too. So there's got to be some place in the middle where I identify with spirit or like my God self or like that connection to being present. And right. When I'm present... None of this shit is bothering me. Right. I'm like looking out of my eyeballs. I'm, I'm walking in the room and seeing, seeing the man sitting there and I'm looking at him Yeah. and being like, I don't like your shoes, buddy. Yeah. You know? know. <laughs> Instead of walking in and thinking about whatever. And then I feel the thing on me and then I'm like, oh, does he, that's not present. That's yeah. like going into some storyland. 
And I didn't realize how unpresent I was until years ago. I was at our, our church, and they were talking about being mindful. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I was just walking around in a, just in a hurry all the time, you yeah. know? And so I'm trying to be better about being present. And I do feel like having the gray hair is helping because you... Um, well, why is it helping? It's like it's helping me because it's kind of making me slow down in a weird way. It's like mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm thinking about things more. It, it seems crazy to say that. But self somehow, aware. Yeah, self aware. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not it, that so. much different than being present. Yeah, I, th- I think. Well, so. oh no, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it could also come into being self conscious or whatever. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, it's just funny, uh, just kind of on a tangent, but um, how when I have these women writing to me about their hair. Every so often, when we're all think, and I think we've all had this thought, when you're going through the transition, you think, well, it's just hair. Uh-huh. It's, it's not just hair. It's, it's so much more. And I tried to get, I remember I kind of, my husband's so patient. He listens to everything. Hmm. And he's very nice. But you could tell his eyes were glazing over a little bit when I first went through this and started talking about my hair all the freaking yeah. time. And, um, but it brings up all these questions about being a woman and our culture and roles and age and beauty and ethnicity and everything it's just a whole bunch of so many things this this my friend put this instagram post up last night where she was like why are all of these services called alexa and siri why are they all females yeah good point why why are we why is it females that are there to do our bidding whenever we call for them like she's like i want i want an app named scott yeah i know (laughs) you know i actually changed my iphone uh, siri to an englishman Oh, nice. Which is kind of funny because I wanted a Canadian because uh-huh. I thought, well, I feel like I'm in Michigan again. That's great. But the, they, they cheated. The Canadian sounds just like an American Midwest accent. It's not different. So mm-hmm. um, so I got the Englishman. And I agree. Like, I want a man at my beck and call. But what's funny is the other day I let loose with a string of expletives in my car that were, like, worthy of a sailor because I, I can't remember what happened. And I forgot I had pushed the button for Siri before I did that. Yeah. So it was like, you know, I don't know how many swear words I can say on here, but it was like, All you of mother them. fucking son of a bitch, you know, everything. And then I hear, my, such language, or something like that, <laughs> and it was my phone. That's Isn't that great. funny? So he was chastising me. So. And also creepy. Yeah. And also, <laughs> shut up, Scott. <laughs> I know. Maybe I'd like Scott better, or so. It's like Clive. Yeah. Or Jeeves or something. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It's all women. And like, I went to... Um, I hate this place. What's it called? Laughlin, Nevada. Have you ever been there? Mm-mm. Don't go. Okay. Yeah. Well, my friends like it because if you like gambling, it's fun. But I find gambling kind of depressing. And um, now if I could gamble like my friend and like make lots of money, maybe I'd like it better. But anyway, um, but I like being with my friends, but that's all I liked about this trip a few years ago. But one thing that really struck me because I don't hang out in casinos is um, all the video casino people are big boobs young ladies and so i was like well because you know they had these video ladies like oh yeah video poker or whatever yeah and then they're like hi you know how many you know like time to well i i can't i don't gamble so it's like like what do you call it when they're like like bet i i can't do the word the but, river and the yeah like turn she's like the there. river you know it's like <laughs> what and i was like they need like a handsome man to be like you know, put down your chips, and that would be $20. I mean, not that that's how they talk. Uh-huh. But they, but I think the people creating these things are men. Yeah. And I think they would find that gay, which the kind of men who create these sexy lady things would not like that. But gay men gamble, too. Like, yeah, I'm gay sure men and women be... gamble. Yeah. So why can't they have, like, a really handsome guy that would appeal to gay men and women? I would love a gay man being like, yeah, me too. here's the river, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, I would totally, I would pay extra that's to go my to gay the... man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. He sounds kind of like, um, I don't know, like an old movie star. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, all this stuff is so silly, you know. 
like like when my kids play their video games there's a uh, you know the this isn't a video game but like what do you call those the games of the arcades yeah and then the lady comes out in the bikini and she like has the checkered flag and right. she like bends over it's like what uh. you know where's the handsome man doing the checkered flag well i know and you know i believe that hollywood is the front line in the cha- in changing the world storytelling is the way in which people are receiving their information the news is like no one knows what's going on with the news anymore no, it's crazy so. so so i feel as a content creator a great deal of responsibility to start to change this you know? Yeah, I think that's wonderful, and I think things are changing. Do you think, or they seem like they're changing? Um, they're starting to change. There's a lot of talk about them changing. Yeah, but there's not a not a lot of not enough action. Right. But there's a lot of talk, and I think, you know, this movement has a great opportunity because the press seems so into it. Yeah. You know, for us to kind of organize and um, you know maybe even get a little political and petition people and start to become visible yeah that's true you know yeah especially um it's not fair to like relegate homeless people to the dustbin for god's sakes you know yeah um advocates that's what we need to become yes well i agree with that what could we call our movement see i keep thinking the shining because like the horror movie (laughs) yeah like like that's hilarious like like we have pugs so it's like a grumble of pugs so it would be the shining of silver sisters yeah, I but love then it. it would be kind of violent, like there would be a tint of violence. I mean, to it, like sometimes I feel that way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, on that note, I think we should probably wrap up. Okay. Um, Katie, thank you so much for coming all the way into downtown and and into my closet. I like your closet. I could hang out here all day. Thank so. you. No, and thanks for having me. It was fun. So. Absolutely. No. So Katie's blog is katiegoesplatinum.com, and she's on Instagram at. Katie Goes Platinum. Katie Goes Platinum. Mm -hmm. And YouTube. At Katie Goes Platinum. And Twitter. Yes, that one's called Goes (laughs) Underline Katie. Right, right. That's the one I could get, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I thought you were going to say, yeah, that one's called Orange is the New Black. Red. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like totally better name. No, no. Katie Goes Platinum is great. So thank you very much. And I guess we've solved most of the problems of the world. So we're <laughs> going to become gray-haired advocates and... Warriors? Warriors? Can, can we ride in on white horses? Gray horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gray horses. Yeah. Silver. Yeah, silver horses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as long as they can hold us. They're not too old. No, no, they have to be young horses. <laughs> no, see, but, but not too young. I don't want like one that's prancing all over the place. Like, yeah, exactly. Controls. Yeah, we need we need a trained horse. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Tinseltown. Yeah.